0: Good afternoon everyone. I am that nerd dad and this is that nerd dad live on lunch break. Ah, the name keeps changing. It keeps changing and I keep uh keep fiddling with it. it doesn't quite roll off the tongue yet. But I am that nerd dad Joe Williamson and this is live on lunch break where we talk parenting, pop culture and politics when I get a chance. This is a show used to be called Occasionally Live. But really it's both it's when i can it's occasionally live and when i can steal time from my lunch break to do it today lunch break happens to be a little bit earlier so we're doing it now uh for those of you who tuned into yesterday's live on lunch break it was a disaster (laughs) it was it was a nightmare uh i had my three-year-old home and uh he uh didn't want to be away from me yesterday he was he was like glued to my hip didn't want to play on his ipad that much Um, he wanted to be with me which is fine which is fine i you know it's cute but normally even in those moments when i say i'm going in a meeting which is how i describe this to him he leaves me alone he understands the work concept uh, that did not happen yesterday he interrupted a lot really threw me off my rhythm so I flushed that episode about 10 minutes in, 11 minutes in. I abandoned it because I think that's what a good parent should do. This is a hobby of mine. But my child clearly needed my attention yesterday, so I flushed it. Uh, I I called it early. I wasn't in a rhythm I wanted to be in anyway, so it didn't feel good. It was eh, whatever it was. Um, So we're calling this take two. We're going to do the same stories, but in reverse order because i didn't get to them all yesterday so if you happen to tune in yesterday the beginning of that show will be the end of this show hopefully that makes sense to you and i hope you're doing well um before i get too far into it uh obviously if you're able to head over to my youtube channel hit subscribe i greatly appreciate it i post content almost daily there uh Heavy on the shorts. Like the YouTube shorts. Posted a new one this morning. And then I do this once or twice a week. So, please, hit subscribe. I also think um, it's important that I take a moment to talk about mental health today. Um, And I say that because the the Big Blue Corporation in Canada, they have their Let's Talk campaign today. And just a, a friendly reminder to you you don't need to use their hashtag anymore. I get that today has kind of become an unofficial day for us to talk about mental health in the workplace and and, and and maybe with your friends and family and maybe share some things that you haven't shared in the past. But their hashtag no longer donates every time it's being used. What happened was they had too much negative publicity starting to be associated with their hashtag. I'm almost tempted to say it, but I'm not going to. Um, As a result of, you know, being a corporate greed, uh, greedy company, laying people off shortly after this hashtag campaign where they said they care about mental health and um, it got away from them. What started as a, oh, this is a really good idea for us, got away from them and they no longer control the narrative on that hashtag. Um, so they decided they'll just do a lump sum donation. So anything you do today is actually just helping to promote them and not necessarily mental health. Um, I think if you want to help with mental health, if you want to, um, impact someone's life, share your story, share your story, share what works for you, share what hasn't worked for you. Share maybe what you struggle with. That's, that's how we can have an impact far beyond just a hashtag. Um, for my part, you know, I, I wrote an article today uh, for Cryer Media here. Head over to cryermedia.co and uh, I've got a post up there where I talk about my my struggle. And what I, what I suffer with, and I'll, I'll share it here. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about it off the top, but let's do it. Um, I was diagnosed a few years ago with extreme social anxiety. Now, what is extreme social anxiety? Well, uh, it sucks <laughs> and it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Um, one is I, I felt the need to um, deny myself social situations and settings because i was fearful of them in a lot of ways Um, i wanted to avoid them it was easier to protect myself to put up a a veil of negativity rather than having to go out and be someone i'm not but someone that i think others will like and enjoy and and and, well what does that mean joe well let's say i'm at a restaurant and uh, i want a second coke or a I want I want a, I want I want my french fries redone or whatever. There's a hair in my soup. Um I'm I probably wasn't going to ask. I probably wasn't going to ask for assistance from the wait staff for fear that they might may not like me. I might ruin their day by asking for assistance. Of course that's crazy talk. Um and uh and, and through the help of therapy and and uh, a little magic white pill that helps keep the anxiety and depression away. I, I've made a lot of progress in that area to the point where I can enjoy my life. And I, I don't dread social situations as much as I used to. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they're still there and I don't, uh, I don't always love it and it's not perfect. But I have come a long way in my journey um, from being someone who in my darkest moments could have suicidal thoughts because of a social interaction to sharing who I am with you, total strangers. Um, so in my article for Cryer, uh, look at the bottom of it, even if you don't want to read the whole thing, uh, it's not that long, but if you don't want to read it, if you just need help, I have listed all of the Canadian assistance programs that are available to us from the Canadian government website at the bottom of the article. So head over to Cryer.co Check out my article. If you need help, reach out. As I tell people who are suffering uh, with mental health issues, if you are drowning, reach out for assistance. Ride the wave as long as you can. But if you start to feel like you're drowning, reach out for a hand. Someone will be there to help you. You're not alone in this. (sighs) All right. Enough of the super serious heavy stuff. Let's have some fun with pop culture. Uh, and today's topics are going to be things that will probably make you feel bad. They might make you feel insignificant. <laughs> they might they might make you feel less than great. so what a what a great day to have the mental health health chat. Uh, let's start with my man, Buzz Aldrin. On my ninety third birthday and the day I will be also be honored by Living Legends of Aviation. I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, Dr. Anna F- Anka, Anka Fower. And I have tied the knot. We joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in Los Angeles and are as excited as a loping teenagers. So, uh, a few things here. One, why buzz buzz? What are you doing? You're 93 years old. What are you doing? Getting married? I'm, I'm, I'm happily married myself. Uh, but if i'm ever in a situation where i am solo again in my life um i gotta tell you i'm not doing it again i am not onboarding anybody else's problems into my life i am going to ride the rest of it out solo he's 93 years old he's near the end he's close to the finish line and he's like you know what will really make my life miserable getting married and you might be saying Well, what if it's true love, Joe? What if it's true love? What if he's waited 93 years to find true love? I got news for you. This is Buzz's fourth marriage. Buzz has found true love a lot. (laughs) I I will say this a little about his his marriages. Uh, They last a reasonable amount of time. His first marriage lasted 20 years. His second marriage only lasted three. Little blip. His third marriage lasted 24 years. So this fourth marriage should do him until he's about 110. Buzz Aldrin divorces at 110. I don't know. I don't get it. You know, Dean Blundell on this network runs down the Institute of marriage a lot. But uh, I I get it, but I don't get it. So would you get married at 93? Why? <laughs> okay. Uh, on to the next topic. What do we got next? Uh, we got... This one is just hella um, amazing. And kind of terrifying at the same time. Doctors in Ukraine successfully removed this live grenade from a soldier's chest. What? Y- you can see it there on the image. Little Little grenade... In his chest. So, um, according to CNN, let me get rid of the logo here. The operation was carried out by one of the most experienced surgeons of the armed forces of Ukraine. I would hope so. You don't want rookie McNeil performing the removing alive grenade operation. Major General of the Medical Service Andre Verba. The post read: The surgery was a success. With the servicemen sent for further rehabilitation, and recovery, it added. The grenade was a VOG, according to the Post, a model used usually fired from a grenade launcher. The Ukrainian military medics did not specify when or where the surgery took place or how the soldier was injured. Uh, I have several follow-up questions to this. So, this grenade is usually fired from a rocket launcher. How did it get in there without exploding? This is a dark topic, but I cannot help but envision something out of like a, a Tom and Jerry cartoon or Looney Tunes. Where one of them fires a grenade. And the other one opens his mouth and swallows it. And it doesn't go off. And they both kind of look at each other like, hmm, hmm, Mm -hmm. uh i'm glad this serviceman is okay i'm glad uh everything went smoothly kudos to the doctors to make this happen i would not want to get that phone call (laughs) hey uh hey, hey we need you to uh remove something from this soldier cool cool yeah no problem uh what is it like a little shrapnel or something yeah something like that it's um it's actually a live grenade No one else was available to do this. It's just me. All right. Wild stuff, man. Wild, 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 wild stuff. Okay, so we've talked about why you should feel bad uh, because 93-year-olds are getting married and you're still lonely. Uh, We've talked about how uh, tough Ukraine soldiers are. Let's talk about how you're a bad parent. Oh, you're a bad parent because look at this cutie. Look at this guy. Look Look at this little cutie a four-year-old boy has been accepted as Britain's youngest Mensa member after teaching himself to read as a toddler. Teddy from Somerset, England learned to read at just 26 months old, according to his family. Now he can count to 100 in six non-native languages, including Mandarin. Six non-native languages including, I went to high school. I went uh, in Canada in case you're an American for some reason watching this, uh, we take French from, like, I'm going to say grade 3 or 4 to minimum grade 9. I took French for, like, 10 years. I'm not sure I can count to 20. All for all say. I'm not sure I could. Little uh, Teddy show-off here with his cute, adorable face. Uh, can now count to 106 non-native languages. The article said that his parents were letting him, you know, play on the, the YouTube box. And then they noticed he was starting to sound things out. And that's when they realized he was teaching himself to read. And a uh, little boy genius here can't figure out why his peers cannot read. <laughs> like, I have failed as a parent and as a human being. My three-year-old can't zip up his jacket without some pretty serious attention. And Teddy from Somerset, England, not only adorable, genius. And that's, a, that's obviously God-given. You can't teach that, right? Like, I can't. I have a third child coming in March. I can't, like, right out of the womb start, like, force-feeding him books, can I? I can't do that. Maybe I'll try. Well, you know what does work? Quick side step here. What does work is sign language for babies and infants. Uh, if you are about to be a new parent, I highly recommend teaching them some basic signs, you know, water, uh, more. It, it sounds when the first time my wife mentioned to me that we were going to teach a baby sign language, I'm like, you're nuts. But it's amazing. And they learn it. And then they tell you what they want. Even when they're a baby, it's fucking amazing. Next up. Next topic. You're not as cool as Buzz Aldrin. You're not as tough as Ukrainian soldiers. You're not as good a parent as the smartest kid in the world. That's what I'm calling him. And you're also uh, way less energetic than our next topic, which is, this woman might have broken a world record by running 150 marathons in 150 days. What? (laughs) What? 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 150? Australian, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name, completed 150 marathons in 150 days, running 6,300 kilometers or 3,900 miles from the country's northern tip to the southern city of Melbourne. And what could be a new world record? What could be a new world record? Some other jackass may be running 151 marathons in 151 days. So she may have done all this for nothing. For reference, for those of you wondering at home, I can't. Uh, I can't picture. I can't. Can't picture sixty three hundred kilometers. Well, uh, did a little Google search for you. Four thousand four hundred sixteen kilometers is about uh, Newfoundland to Labrador. Nope, that doesn't make sense. Is about the distance from Newfoundland to Vancouver. <laughs> That's the thing we're doing live. Take two. Um, so, if my math is correct. You could run from Newfoundland and Labrador to Russia and complete what this woman did in 150 days. Nope, wrong one again. She looks happy, doesn't she? I have one, maybe one follow-up on this topic. Um, What does she do for a living? The article didn't say that. Hey, boss, I need to take like a third of the year off. I'm going to run a bunch of marathons. You're going to run one or two marathons, really try to press yourself. No, I'm thinking about running 150 marathons. Hmm, okay, cool. 150. Why? Turns out she raised some money for charity. Not as much as you'd think. <laughs> it was Not as much as you think. And then finally, have you ever been paid in weed? Because John Cat has. Look at this stunning, magnificent bastard, John Laroquette. I'm not as handsome. Look at look look at that beard, and then look at this. Look at that, and then look at this. Look at that. And look at this. Ugh. This is with product. Like I'm trying, I'm trying. It's at that weird length, right? Where it's like, if I grow it, I can maybe mold it a little bit, but if I shave it. If I don't, if I got, I got to deal with it for a little bit longer, where it's a little bit more messy. Anyways, this magnificent bastard was once paid in weed. For those of you who may not know, John Larroquette voiced the prologue for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and recently confirmed a long-standing rumor. As per CNN, the star of the newly rebooted—uh, let's try that again—the star of the newly rebooted Night Court confirmed to Parade that Toby Hooper or Hopper. I don't know, directed, director of the 1974 Horton film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, paid him in weed for narrating the movie's prologue, something that had long been rumored on the internet. Totally true, Larroquette said. He gave me some marijuana or a matchbook or whatever you called it in those days. I walked out of the recording studio and patted him on the back and said, good luck to you. John Larroquette is cooler than you. Also, what is a matchbook of marijuana? Somebody older than me, tell me, what is a matchbook of marijuana? I'm guessing it's like a, what I, I, do they still call it a dime? I'm guessing it's like a dime bag's worth. I can picture a dime bag being kind of about the size of a matchbook. That's it. That's the show. Hope you had fun with it today. Uh, It was a lot easier without um, a toddler running around. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you are well. I hope you are safe. Uh as the wiggles have famously said, we are all fruit salad. Yummy yummy. And uh just head over to cryer media. That's the new thing, right? I'm going to I'm going I'm to pimp Dean Blundell and Cryer Media for a minute here. Uh Cryer Media. Used to be DeanBlundell.com. No longer. Now it's cryer media. Rebrand um And it's amazing stuff. Not only does the website look phenomenal, but the amount of content that is being generated from this new system is amazing. So head over to Cryer Media and uh, check that out. Cryer.co. Not CA, not com, just CO. I'll see you over there. Uh, Be well, be safe, and until we do this again, we're listening You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Matt Kundel, host of the Sound Off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.